Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm coming to you with one of the most important commercials that I've ever done. All of you know what my pillow and myself have gone through in the last eight months in my efforts to bring the truth forward. Well, now you can help in a couple ways. First, get everyone you know to go to my new media platform, frankspeech.com. There you'll find all the footage from my cyber symposium and many other important broadcasts. Also, I am personally doing a new daily live show to get the truth out. It's at 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. Secondly, I'm offering some of the best prices ever on my pillow products, but they're only available on frankspeech.com. Go to frankspeech.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive these exclusive MyPillow offers. Thank you and God bless. Make sure and put the code word Kate, K-A-T-E. This will get you up to 66% savings at MyPillow.com. The code word Kate, my first name, K-A-T-E. Help support Mike, help support this show, and help support yourself in getting some amazing, amazing products. These are the best ones I've ever owned. Go to MyPillow.com, code word Kate. The Kate Daly Show, because all opinions matter, and George Soros will pay good money for them. The show starts now. Attorney General Mark Burnovich says Tucson's vaccine mandate for city employees is illegal. Burnovich's decision today gives Tucson 30 days to repeal the mandate or lose millions of dollars in state funding. He cites a state law approved this summer banning local governments from mandating vaccines for their employees, which doesn't take effect until later this month. The Tucson City Council voted six to one to pass the mandate for all city employees, including police. Money, 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 money. That's all I ever hear in this house. Heal the mandate or lose millions of dollars in state funding. Heal the mandate or lose millions of dollars in state funding. Ah, I see. It's all about the money. Uh, And protests going on all over the country, believe it or not. Um, Boy, I'll play this tomorrow on the show, but I have clips from Iowa, Wisconsin, San Francisco, New York City. I mean, it's endless. California of city employees, hospital workers saying absolutely no, you cannot mandate this. And I am standing up against it and I will I will leave my job. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, I welcome you to the Kate Daly Show. I'm so glad you are listening in from wherever you're listening in. Give the link to friends and family. Post it on social media. Let people know the show is there and so that they can uh, so they can listen to all these wonderful guests and co-hosts I have and get some great information. Because right now, there's a whole lot of information, uh, not a lot of wisdom, not a lot of truth out there. And uh, we're here to sift through everything to try to expose the truth. So I really welcome you today. And I I also have Melissa who joins me every uh, every Wednesday. Hi, Melissa. How are you? 
Hey, I am excellent today. Excellent. Oh, by the way, I'll be uh, co-hosting Alex Jones tomorrow. Not co-hosting, hosting the fourth hour of Alex Jones. And um, and we have Carrie Madage, Dr. Carrie Madage in, in two weeks. Dr. David Martin coming on the show possibly next week. We have a 9-11 show. Hopefully, Rebecca Roth will be joining me. And uh, and we have so many wonderful guests coming to the show. And I just wanted people to understand and know. Tomorrow, I have Jonathan from Ireland. Uh, both of us had shows on The Blaze. And uh, and then Chris Ann Hall. And then remember the doctor's clip where the, the guy stood up and said to the school board, you know, this is what's going to happen to everybody. Um, we're going to have a lot of cancer. We're going to have a lot of people. People uh, dying. Well, he'll be on the show right after Chris Ann Hall tomorrow. So huge shows coming up. And uh, Melissa, uh, what are we going to be talking about? Well, there's nothing like that lineup to keep me humble. Oh, my gosh. It's a <laughs> crazy lineup. It's so fun, though. It's good. It's good. These are people we need to hear from. So I'm really, really happy about that. Yeah. Well, Excellent. in my little corner of the world, uh-huh. um, I was able to go to a school board meeting last night. And let me tell you, um, Local politics, Mm -hmm. people who are wringing their hands saying, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know how to get involved. I want to change the world, but I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. There is power, power, power in getting involved and watching what's happening at the Mm. local level. Oh, amen. I love that you're saying this. So what happened? Did you experience this? Well, (laughs) uh, yeah, I I, I totally did. And, And it gave me such a kind of a... A thrill last night. I had a really hard time. I get up very early in the morning and I had a hard time going to bed because I was so excited because it was such a great meeting. But let me set the stage for you. So right now our school boards are right. They are the trenches of the COVID war. Um, The people like Fauci, people like the governors and the local health departments and the state health departments are coming after our kids. And what has happened here in Indiana is many of the schools went back without, they they made masks optional. Right. And so the governor didn't like that. Hmm. So he made an offer to the schools. Because right now, if, if a kid turns up positive or is sick with COVID specifically, it doesn't matter if they have the flu, uh, whatever, um, But if they turn up with a positive COVID test, then their contact tracing and all the kids that that person had contact with, if it was a bus driver or a teacher Mm -hmm. or whoever, they all have to be quarantined and there's a whole list of protocols. If if you go and get a test, you can come back to school or if you, whatever, whatever. So the governor has made this deal and he said, okay, well we won't make you quarantine so many students because because this is crazy. We have lots of kids out of school that are not sick. Mm-hmm. They're just at home because someone within six feet of them tested oh, positive. Geez. So it, this is not, <sighs> this is this, we have, a, the governor has offered a carrot and a stick now. Right. He said, okay, here's what we'll do. If you go back to a 100% mask mandate, we won't make you keep those kids out of school. Right. Hmm. You can, you don't have to quarantine them. Okay. All right. So school district number one has a meeting about a week ago or a week and a half ago, maybe now. Mm-hmm. And um, it was clearly out of control. 
there were parents there, there were students there who, te- you know, who spoke up and, and spoke. Mm-hmm. And before the meeting was over, it was very clear that some members of the school board had been caucusing in a back room about what they were going to do with their superintendent. Hmm. And the superintendent has been caucusing with the local county board of health guy and said, okay, you, you just got to do this. Right. And usually what happens, you know, I'm in a small city, but there's multiple school districts. If one of the bigger school districts do- makes a decision, all the rest have to do it. Because we all got to right, be right, right, you know, right. same old, same old. Oh, of course. Yeah. Don't stand apart. <laughs> so it was a very acrimonious school board meeting at this other, at, at school A. Okay. And at the end of that, um, the the superintendent and these board members who had colluded behind closed doors, they got their way. They put a mask mandate on hmm. because they just can't have so many students out of school. Well, in the meantime, I think that was a huge wake up call to some of the not to the school boards right. in town, but to parents. And these school boards, as this whole thing has rolled forward, there have been some amazingly great parent organizations that have kind of formed mm-hmm. to push back on this. Huh. Well, good. And last, last night, two more of the big school districts in my area both had meetings. Okay. And uh, the word on the street around was that the meetings were going to be dominated by people who were supportive of a mask mandate and that um, they were just going to put the mask mandate back. Well, so I'm watching all of this. I'm part of the, one of the parent organizations for my local district. And I Mm -hmm. thought I'm going to go to this school board meeting. This is going to be interesting knowing what happened at the other one. Okay. And knowing that our school board was kind of divided Two, two were leaning one way, two were leaning the other and one guy's sitting in the middle. So here's the way it played out. Number one, the school board who probably usually only has maybe a handful of people in the room Mm -hmm. had about 140 people in the room last night. Hmm. Parents who had signs. Right. Let our kids breathe. Right. Um, You know, the CDC is garbage. Right. There were a handful of people with masks on, not Mm -hmm. as many as I had anticipated. Okay. But the fireworks began. That was the last item on the agenda. But you know what happens when you get a room full of parents in a school board meeting? (laughs) I can only imagine. All Hmm. of a sudden... Parents, so one of the other agenda items was about, oh, a, a change in curriculum or there was changes in who can speak at board meetings. And parents are like, hey, why are you doing this? Yeah, exactly. Why, why are you making that, that under decision? The radar? Hmm. What? They yeah, because they're not, yeah. they're not used to public scrutiny. You're right. They're not. They're, they're not. And so, sadly for me, You know, I've done enough study and reading and had enough contact with uh, the school to know they come armed with a whole variety of techniques to get people to sit down and be quiet and go away. Right. So parents are like, hey, why are you doing that? I'm sorry. This is not how our meetings run. You need to sit down and we we are polite people here. Mm -hmm. We don't. We don't talk to, you know, we don't just shout out questions. And, hmm. and I'm thinking to myself, why not? Let's go. 
Nice. So they don't answer the question. No. They just kind of wag their finger in everybody's face saying, that's not how we do business here. Yeah. But they didn't answer the question now, did they? So it's a sidestep. Always. I'm so irritated by sidesteps. Me too. I can't take it. Oh, God. It's crazy. So... um, as the meeting proceeds, mm-hmm. um, the rabble gets kind of more and more unruly, uh-huh. which is great. I think I think school board members need to be confronted with that, right? Um, and and I think politicians generally need they they use civility as a weapon against the people if you will. Hmm. I mean, it, my, the, my little historian brain says, you know, 150 years ago, we would have had pitchforks and torches at this you're meeting. Right. So you <laughs> you're guys absolutely love- right. And now you're not allowed to to say anything, a critique, because a critique is now, um, you could be removed from the meeting, they say. That's why I love it when people just stand up and go, no, I can say whatever I want to you because I'm a free person and you can't control this meeting because you're not a warden and we're not in a prison. Oh, and and they heavens. forget who they work for. Yeah, they do. Well, we get down to the the final agenda item, which is what we're going to do about what is our district going to do about the mask mandate? And the the way this the district is running now, it's optional. Students can wear them or it's, you know, it's recommended but not required. And our superintendent has to stand up and explain to all of us why that just won't work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a big hearted guy. He just cares about getting kids to school and educating them and making sure that they're in school. Now, last year, when a kid was out or when the whole school district went to e-learning, oh, my gosh, we could accommodate everybody at any minute of the day. Wow. Now it seems that they can't do that anymore. So I know of some teachers and some classes mm-hmm. that if if you're out because you're, you've been quarantined, you're on a 10-day right, right. or 14-day quarantine, you're just stuck. Mm. We'll be right out. back. We'll be right back with Melissa. Don't go anywhere. By the way, National Archive put a warning language on the Constitution for harmful language. Be right back. Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. Let me tell you something. I have more strength now than I had 10 years ago, and I'm 78 years old. It's amazing stuff. It really is an amazing product. I am so happy with the way I feel. It's really incredible. Plus, the little cat naps I used to take when I come home at night, because I still work part-time. I used to take a cat nap every night, uh, like a 20 minute, half an hour. But I haven't taken a cat nap since I started taking this stuff. That's, that's crazy. So this stuff works. It's the real deal. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code KATE. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Come hanging round 
Wow, nice song. <laughs> anyway, Lenny Kravitz, American woman. Uh, welcome back to the show. You're listening to The Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. And uh, yeah, we're live. And of course, uh, go over to my pillow, and uh, you're going to get some fabulous products. Uh, let me just say that 66% off is huge. They've never done that before. And so, uh, as you can imagine, I would get the sheet sets for $49. The towels are amazing. I would get the towels. I would get the comforter. I'd, I would get the, the robes are amazing. They have loungewear. I mean, so many things. Things for Christmas uh, that would be just a, just an unbelievable gift, and that, that people can use all the time, right? And so, the like the perfect gift. So, um, go over and go to mypillow.com. Use the code word Kate, and you'll get sixty six percent off. I'd get it now before all the the problems we have with shipping or the problems with shortages or all those kinds of things. I'd get it now, and then you're all set, and you don't have to worry about it. Plus, you're helping Truth and Radio, and you're also helping Mike Lindell expose the very very fraudulent election. Um, yes, they cooed our country. We're sitting in the middle of a coup, and no one wants to talk about it out there, except Mike Lindell, and and uh, and I love his spirit, and I love what he's trying to do, and and please support uh, truth and support uh, you know uh, being American, being American for Pete's sakes. I love it. MyPillow.com. Put in the code word. Kate, my first name. Also, I just wanted to mention before we get rolling that, uh, yes, you heard me right. Let me repeat it. If you were like, what? What did she say? The National Archives has now put a disclaimer on their website um, that their historical documents uh, include, not may contain, include harmful content. They slapped this warning on the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and they're not shy about it, and they actually do think there's a harmful language alert for all of you on our founding documents. I can't make this up. I wish I was. I wish this was a Babylon B Babylon B article. It's not. Okay. <sighs> I'm going to need Xanax in big, big quantities. I swear. Melissa, let's, uh, let's uh, kind of summarize the meeting for everybody, yeah. uh, because I think well, people need to know how this is working. Yeah. The board here's, meeting. Here's the thing. The, my first rule of thumb is going to be from here on. Don't uh -huh. ever believe what you hear on the street. Okay. Because I was, I went to the meeting under the impression that we, you know, the, the anti-mask people were just mm -hmm. going to be swallowed up. Right. But instead the opposite happened. And it's a factor of making sure that you are networking. We've talked about this before. Find your tribe and work with your tribe. I told about 15 people that I know, come to this meeting, make sure you're there. And some of them came. Not all of them did. Right. But I'm pretty sure it was five more than would have been there if I'd never said anything to them. Hmm. Well, good. You know, there is a there is a multiplying factor there that is. happens when we share information. The next thing is, I, I was so impressed that the 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 board took ten public comments. Mm -hmm. Only two of them were pro mask, and yeah. the other eight, and they had such diverse stories. Mm -hmm. We had a mom who's got a learning disabled child who shared how her daughter has regressed right. because of mask mandates from last year. 
we had someone else who said that their child had an exemption, a medical exemption, and the school wouldn't take it, at which point the whole room gasped. Hmm. There was someone else who stood up and said, what I want to know, school board, have you taken money from the state that you would have to give back if you don't put this mask mandate on? And then, oh, my gosh, how brilliant is this? She just stopped talking. <laughs> wow. And the whole room got silent uh-huh. waiting for them to answer that question. And it was literally silent for, you know, you know how 10 seconds feels like eternity when sure, sure. everybody's just looking yeah, at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And finally, somebody in the back of the room said, hey, follow the money. Ooh, Wow. And the whole room erupted, at which point she just sat down. She made her point without, they didn't answer the question. So we have to begin to start thinking strategically. But the power of this is these are local people. We're looking at them eyeball to eyeball. And that has more of an impact. I firmly believe that as Mm -hmm. we walked into that meeting, They intended to vote for a mask mandate, Mm -hmm. but in the face of really stiff opposition from parents, they moderated their position. Wow. I love these stories. (laughs) We can't let them go back to thinking that they're in the clear because I'm going to tell you this. The only thing politicians care about is their next election. Yep. You're right. So the next phase needs to be, we're watching you, and we will not forget. Oh, I love When you stand for election next time, I I wish people could get that. And then we can't forget. I wish we could signal that message. How Mm -hmm. powerful would it be if people started writing to Mitt Romney saying, you know what? You're making decisions that we, the people who put you in that spot, we don't like this, and we will not forget. There you go. There you go. I like it. Uh, You know know. what? We have more impact by the numbers than we think. And there's protests going on all over the country right now. Doctors, nurses, a lot of nurses speaking out. We have people hitting the street. Um, The the clip coming in was New York City um, uh, protesting the mask mandate or the vaccine mandate. And then, of course, the attorney general from uh, Tucson, Arizona, saying it's illegal. I mean, we have firefighters, uh, city cops all over the country right now all kinds of city employees and hospital employees fighting their um, uh, government and their uh, institutions saying that they have to be vaccinated. So this is, it's truly fun to watch and amazing to watch Americans start to come together on this. It's good news. It is. And and I think that the silver lining to some of this Mm -hmm. is that people are finally starting to wake up to the fact, to the fact that the government lies to us. Yes. The, the the school board spun a lot on, but wait, our, our health commissioner is saying, or our, our state health commission is saying, uh, 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 you know, whatever, they're trying to posture. Right. And people in the room was like, we're not having it. We're not taking that. You know what? They're, they don't know my kid. They don't mm-hmm. understand what happens in a classroom. Right. Do they see my kid, you know, pull their mask out of their backpack after it's been dragged through the mud and wiped on the dog? <laughs> you know, they're not seeing that. Mm-hmm. So you quit telling us what's best for our kids. Exactly. And that's powerful stuff. I just just for fun, because I believe it's really super important to start waking other people up. And this is a powerful story to help wake people up. Okay. 
Has does the government, Kate? Does the government tell us lies? <laughs> documented ever... for years. It's not a theory. Uh, it's documented. And there's so many okay. times that we couldn't fit them into a three-hour show. If we tried to well, even listen. I just, I just pulled a list of just things that I could think of, mm-hmm. which is not a lot. Here are some. And if you don't know any of these stories, go out and research them and look at the lies that were told. Let me let me just read kind of the list real quick here. Waco, the JFK assassination, Japanese internment camps, the contraceptive trials in Puerto Rico. Anybody mm-hmm. heard of that one? Um, the anthrax vaccine from 1997. Mm-hmm. The large area concept experiments. These are things that are not in our vocabulary, but they should be. Right. Operation Northwoods, Ruby Ridge, the release of whooping cough in Tampa Bay Ooh. that was done deliberately, and mm-hmm. the government has admitted it. Agent Orange, Gulf War Syndrome, Operation Artichoke, the experimental flu vaccine in 1942, mm-hmm. the Holmesburg prison experiment, the Pawtuxet prison experiment, the swine flu immunization, measles, a measles vaccine that was given to 1,500 babies in L.A. in 1990, this is recent stuff, smallpox blankets, secret nuclear detonations, Operation Midnight Climax, Hmm. Project Stargate, radioactive Quaker oats fed to children in Massachusetts in 1949, the Guatemala syphilis experiment, the Tuskegee experiment, MK Ultra and the list goes on. Oh yeah, remember the alcohol poisoning in the in the uh, prohibition? Uh, they actually uh, poisoned ten thousand people. They didn't care. They were innocent victims. I mean, I, my, when my husband said, "How do you know you're on the right side of this shot?" In particular, you know, I said because um, we always play devil's advocate, and I said, "Look who's giving it to you. <laughs> Look who wants you to desperately have it. These are the people you would trust." Uh, and so what I what I'm saying is, you're right on the money. It's so many times and. And it's also devastating. Even if it would have been once, I would say, why would you trust him? But it's been so many multiple times. We are like the abused wife with the abusive husband that keeps going back and trusting. Well, I would seriously recommend that everybody find a story that speaks to you Mm -hmm. in some way and go research it. Understand what happened. And then the next time somebody says, well, I'm just... Uh, you know, how could you not trust them? To, yeah, they told me to take a vax, and I. The next time it happens to me, I'm going to say, you know, have you ever heard about what happened in Puerto Rico in the 1950s? Yeah, exactly. And I bet they haven't. So then it opens up the dialogue. Here's what happened in Puerto Rico, and it's crazy. So it, the eugenics people. This mm-hmm. is the 1950s. So this is not like the eugenics people from a million years ago. Mm -hmm. This is not Nazis either. These are people, American people. And they, they went to Puerto Rico, the kind of medical establishment went to Puerto Rico and said, you know, this island is so overpopulated. We should encourage Puerto Ricans to leave their overpopulated island and immigrate to New York City because Mm -hmm. New York has a low population density, don't you know? Right. Well, in 1937, they legalized sterilization of women in Puerto Rico. And by 1945 is when they they said, we're not getting fat. We're not getting there fast enough. We need to encourage out migration. Right. We need to sterilize more women. 
And by the 1960s and 70s, Puerto Rico was being used as a controlled, literally this is the language that they used, Mm -hmm. it was going to be an experimental lab for the development of birth control technology. (laughs) Think on that. Hmm. Now... Do you? These are the same people that have gone on to run other medical establishments. Yeah, sadly. So what is the current vaccination for? We know now that it's not for preventing COVID. Right. Doesn't do any of that. Because it doesn't do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what is, is it, it for? for? Right. And that's such a great question to ask, because when you look back at all these experiments, you know, it takes them years to finally admit it. It takes them years to come out later. It takes them years to finally say this is what's going on. Well, Judy Mikovits tried to expose in the 80s that the milk, the steroids that they were putting in the milk were going to cause breast cancer. They were going to the cells were going to it was going to hide out in your body, basically kind of, you know, until something provoked it to come out. Did you know it took all the way from the 80s until 2015 for them to finally admit that there was a problem with breast cancer and drinking milk with steroids in it? And she was fired over the incident in back in, you know, 2000 uh, in 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 the 19 low on 1980s. Took them that long, that long where damage had already been done and th- you know what it, it's it's just sickening how long it actually takes for them to finally admit things we'll be right back with more with melissa come right back uh, in just a moment katedallyradio.com talk lines are open now call 888-673-1450 this is the kate daly show wide open all the time I keep the ends out for the tie that binds because you're mine. I walk the line. Hi there, welcome back, Kate Daly Show. I know. Truth bombs. (laughs) What can I say? Welcome back. And make sure you get Balance of Nature. Um, Three caplets of veggies, three caplets of fruits give you 31 fruits and vegetables a day. No one else is doing that. And let me just tell you, the phytonutrients, the process of that is amazing. So you're getting uh, the air and water taken out and you're getting just the nutrients, um, which is nice. Every single day, that is such a foundational health product and will help you feel better. No more blah days, uh, you know, hair, skin, nails. I mean, sleeping better, everything. It is truly, truly great. And so please, by all means, put in the code Kate, go to balanceofnature.com. And you know what? It's guaranteed. So try it out. Try it out. Uh, just give it a spin. See how you feel in about a week and a half, two weeks. And you'll, you're going to notice a big difference. Uh, but just try it out. Uh, so balanceofnature.com. You'll love the product. And it's all about making sure that we're shoring up um, for and taking our vitamins for what's coming. And I do think there'll be some health stuff coming. Right now they're saying, oh, 300 times the amount of cases of COVID, right? And, uh, and I do think that's coming off of the vaccine. I do. And uh, everything that, that I've read points to that. And so I'm just telling you, make sure that you are, are getting healthy. Balanceofnature.com, code word Kate. All right, Melissa. Well, oh. I wouldn't want to mm-hmm. assert something without the proof. So mm-hmm. let's talk about the Quaker Oats okay. thing. Okay. Um, apparently in 1949, it, the Cold War, they were very interested in what the impact of radiation was going to be on people. Right. So, uh, the government teamed up with Quaker Oats and, um, 
a school for feeble-minded children Mm. in Massachusetts. They offered these kids the opportunity to be in a science club. And if you were in the science club, you got extra field trips and little presents and and you got to have your blood taken and and your they did spinal taps and they they did collections of various, you know, body fluids mm-hmm. because they were feeding these kids radioactive oatmeal. And they were testing to see what was the impact on their bodies of all different kinds of bodily systems. Yeah, I can't imagine why I wouldn't trust them right now. And a shot that they're so desperate to get into my arm that they want to promise me, you know, donuts and a million bucks and everything else. I just can't imagine. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like joining the science club, huh? Wow. Kate? You know, join the science club and we'll, yeah. we'll give you sure. donuts for life. Sure. Easily bought, right? Mm -hmm. Are are we all in the school for the feeble-minded? Maybe we are. are. Um, Anyway, um, lest you think that I'm just making it up, Uh I want you to play. This is a clip of Bill Clinton talking about the commission that studied the radioactive treatments, and he's talking specifically about this experiment. Okay, radio warming, uh, warning, I might vomit in my mouth when I hear Bill Clinton say anything, but here we go, here we go. Today, with a little more detail than Dr. Faden said, because I think it must be engraved on our national memory. Thousands of government-sponsored experiments did take place at hospitals, universities, and military bases around our nation. The goal was to understand the effects of radiation exposure on the human body. Doesn't make it okay. While most of the tests were ethical by any standards, some were unethical, not only by today's standards, but by the standards of the time in which they were conducted. They failed both the test of our national values and the test of humanity. In one experience, scientists experiment, scientists injected plutonium into 18 patients without their knowledge. In another, doctors exposed indigent cancer patients to excessive doses of radiation, a treatment from which it is virtually impossible that they could ever benefit. The report also demonstrates that these and other experiments were carried out on precisely those citizens who count most on the government for its help, the destitute and the gravely ill. But the dispossessed were not alone. Members of the military, precisely those on whom we and our government count most, they were also test subjects. Informed consent means your doctor tells you the risk of the treatment you are about to undergo. In too many cases, informed consent was withheld. Americans were kept in the dark about the effects of what was being done to them. The deception extended beyond the test subjects themselves to encompass their families and the American people as a whole. For these experiments were kept secret, and they were shrouded not for a compelling reason of national security, but for the simple fear of embarrassment. Wow. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, and we trust them. I mean, that's just so, that's what's so amazing here. Uh, it just, I, <sighs> go ahead. So Melissa. don't believe us. <laughs> you know, don't believe yeah. us. Look at the, if you go and watch the video clip of Clinton, and it's a very long, it's about 20 minutes worth I'll, of government I'll put it on talk. show notes. I'll put it on show notes. But the book mm-hmm. that they created that investigated all of the radiation experiments, 
it, it's bigger than War and Peace. It's a huge volume. Yeah. And don't forget, this is 50 years later. 50 years later, they, and they're not afraid to say, we use the military, we use the military, and the military were used for the 1918 Spanish flu. That came from a vaccine, right, in Kansas? I mean, we have a lot of stuff. That, and, and even swine flu, set 1976, started at a military base. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. In 1998, Quaker Oats and MIT had to pony up $1.85 million dollars to 45 of the survivors of that experiment. Wow. Now, I want you to project 45 years ahead. Are we going to have another president who says, yeah, man, we're really sorry. We we got the whole country involved in, a, in an experiment. And it was just not right. It wasn't well, good. It seems it to me smart. that it seems to me that when you realize that Pfizer and all the companies putting this out had to go to the countries like Argentina and say, put up all your assets so we have assurance that you will not sue us for malice. That's the wording, malice. I mean, do we need any more information <laughs> than that? They're, they're covering their rear ends by telling a country, we will take the assets of your entire country. You're putting all those assets up because of our malice that you will one day find out. So we're going to keep we're going to buy your silence and keep you silence or you lose the profit uh, profitability or the economy of your country. Um, wow. Talk about an economic hitman. There it is. Yeah. There's the playbook. Let's, let's talk right Northwoods. Holy cow. Yeah, Northwoods, and and this is really uh, my mind turned toward this because we have 9-11 coming. Mm -hmm. And this was the plan that was advanced by the Joint Chiefs of Staff. They were concerned about Cuba. This is 1962 now. And they were concerned about Castro and the, the association and affiliation he had with the Soviets. It's called Cold War stuff. So they knew that they can't just go. What they really wanted to do was they just wanted to go bomb Cuba. But the American people would not put up with that. Like, mm-hmm. And the whole international community was not going to put up with the, the U.S. military just going and bombing Cuba because Castro's a communist. So they put their little brains together and they got, uh, they brainstormed about eight or nine different plans What they're after is, how can we move the American public to support us in taking Castro out? Right. So we've got to think about this strategically. What is it that will move the American public? So one of their one of their plans was, let's do a false flag at Guantanamo Bay Mm -hmm. and we'll make it look like Cuban terrorists have gotten in there and done all kinds of mayhem. That was right. plan number one. Or we could blow up a ship. You know, that worked in the Spanish-American War. We'll put an American ship down there at Guantanamo Bay and we'll blow it up. It'll be our ship, but we'll blow it up and we'll say that the Cubans did it. That'll get everybody riled up, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, the next one is they 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 had... Let's do a care, terror campaign in Florida now, this is and D.C. And let's just have some fake Cubans um, gun down some civilians on the street. Now, the civilians on the street are going to be actual civilians on the street. Mm-hmm. But this is a false flag. So people out there who are like, 
oh, there's no false flags. Yeah, yeah. this is the Joint Chiefs of Staff saying, hey, let's get let's get some Cuban, fake mm-hmm. Cuban operatives to gun down some, rel- you know, just right. random people on the street and pin it on the Cubans and that'll get people let's, worked up. Let me, let me, want me to read this real quick? Uh, yeah, hijacking Hijacking attempts. This is from the Northwoods document that the Joint Chiefs of Staff gave to Kennedy and he said no, by the way. This was before his death, what, eight months before his death? Okay, here we go. Hijacking yep. attempts, this, is, this was their plan. Hijacking attempts against civil air and surface craft should appear to continue as harassing measures um, condoned by the government of Cuba. Concurrently, genuine defections of of Cuban civil and military air and surface craft should be encouraged. It is possible to create an incident, create an incident, which will demonstrate convincingly that a Cuban aircraft has been attacked and shot down a chartered civil airliner en route from the United States to Jamaica or Guatemala or Panama or Venezuela. This destination would be chosen only to cause the flight plan route to cross Cuba. The, the passengers could be a group of college students off on a holiday. See, they don't mind killing them. Or any group of persons with a common interest in supporting chartering a non-scheduled flight. The aircraft... At, at uh, Eglin Air, Air, Air Force Base would be painted and numbered as an exact duplicate for a civil registered aircraft belonging to a CIA propriety um, organization in the Miami area. As at a designated time, the duplicate plane would be substituted for the actual civil aircraft and would be loaded with the selected passengers all boarded under carefully prepared aliases. The actual registered aircraft would be converted into into a drone. Takeoff times of the drone aircraft and the actual aircraft would be scheduled to allow a rendezvous south of Florida. And from the rendezvous point, the passenger carrying um, aircraft, okay, kind of like, you know, American Airlines, will descend at a minimum altitude, go directly into the auxiliary field at the Air Force Base, where when arrangements will have been made to evacuate those passengers and return the aircraft to its original status. The drone aircraft, meanwhile, will continue to fly the filed flight plan and when over Cuba the drone will will be transmitting on the international distress frequency a mayday message stating it is under attack by Cuban MIG aircraft the transmission will be interrupted by destruction of the aircraft which will be triggered by a radio signal huh huh yeah and Kennedy said Rebecca Ross books hmm Kennedy said no Kennedy said no That was pretty carefully planned. Yeah. The Joint Chiefs of Staff, this is part of what led them to conclude that Kennedy was being soft on the communists in Cuba. Because he didn't want to deceive like this? Mm. Well, this is putting American citizens at risk. Mm -hmm. And so um, apparently Kennedy fired the chair of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Mm -hmm. But what I want... You know, if if the light bulb can just go right. off a little bit for other people, once you begin to question any of it, right? Well, it, it, this is the the red pill moment. It right? is because I mean, listen to this. This was the end of this paragraph. This will allow um, ICAO radio stations in the Western Hemisphere hemisphere to tell the U.S. what has happened to the aircraft instead of the U.S. trying to sell the incident. It is possible to create an incident which will make it appear that communist Cuban MIGs have destroyed a USAF aircraft over international waters in an unprovoked attack. Very devious. 
very, a, a, a lot of malice and a lot of intention to deceive the American people and provoke a war using and killing Americans to do it in a very deceitful plan. And we don't think 9-11 could be that. It's almost amazing that people will come to a close. Oh, no, no, not 9-11. Really? I mean, you're right on the money. You are right on the money, Melissa. Well, here's the thing. This, the question we should ask everyone with any of these stories is, what does this tell us about how the government sees the American people? Uh-huh. And if they're willing to think those thoughts... Back in what? the 60s. <laughs> yeah. Those people didn't go anywhere. Wow. Kennedy, Kennedy was eliminated. Right, right. But the guys that thought that up d- didn't go anywhere. Wow. If they're willing to think those thoughts, mm-hmm. what wouldn't they do? I know. And this was this many years ago. 60 years ago. You just it's, it's unfathomable. Like, what? What? They could have thought of in the to, meantime. We're <laughs> supposed to believe that Fauci yeah. is an honest broker, right. that the CDC is telling us that the truth, I know. that Pfizer only cares about our, our health oh, and well-being. You guys, yes. Melissa, thank you. That was awesome. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. Um, isn't she great? Um, on to Susan. Don't go anywhere. Great hour with Melissa. I will post this on the podcast. And wow. Just wow. Um, KateDallyRadio.com. Let's educate people. That was the Northwoods, Operation Northwoods document from the 1960s.